What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, man. Doing really well. Can't complain. A lot of, like, we're weak for movies because, like, we have the big low-key ending episode, which leads to the future of the MCU, which we will discuss. Got to give you your props. You're two for two now. You called the prior broker. You called the man behind the curtain. But I got to say, you you said it was one version of this character, but it's another version. But I still got to give you props. You said the actor would show up. And and you'll understand that more when we review it. So I got to give you props. But. We got some Netflix trailers that been needing to come out. Finally, look at Titans. Excited for you to, to talk to you about Titans in this upcoming season. And we got some other stuff. But other than that, I'm really yeah, excited got- for people to stick around to the end for the Bachelorette talk. For sure. I mean, it's been a crazy time. A lot. You know, we usually talk about what we've been watching. <laughs> and really, it's just been a lot of bachelorette love island i've been watching big brother i've been watching the u.s and uk love island been watching so. love island bachelorette dave some sports in like sports and like i what a couple of movies here and there yeah, did i tell you yeah. i rewatched mad max that t- that the tell you original that? No, 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 no 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 uh furiosa and uh tom hardy uh F- fury fury red Bro, that movie is so good. Like, that needs to be on Run It Back soon because, like, I put that movie on thinking I was just going to go to sleep and I was ended up just staying up till 3 in the morning watching it. Couldn't stop because I was like, oh, I'm at the edge of my seat. Nicholas Holt, great in there. Such a good cast. Very underrated cast in that movie. Yeah, that movie's badass, man. It's better than any of the Fast movies. <coughs> oh, my gosh. The Fast movies <laughs> suck. And I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> We didn't go see Zola, but Zola's coming out on the 23rd, which is like next week. So, like, we'll watch it then at home. Yeah. For the same price that it would be at the theater. And, you know, we're usually theater guys. We're like, you know, we're trying to save, honestly, I'm trying to save some of those theaters for, you know, Suicide Squad, Dune. Well, see, I'm not worried about the theater uh, shit. Cause, Many but- Saints and Newark. I feel you on that. I'm not worried about the theater stuff. Vac- I feel good because I'm vaccined up. You're vaccined up. I think we're yeah, okay. Yeah. But like my issue was that my theater only had Zola at one time during the day. And I can't go at five. I host a radio show at five o'clock. Like I can't go. And I'm not going to go at six and miss the beginning hour of the movie. And then the other time that's, was like 1245 a.m. Like what the that's fuck? been my issues with <sighs> movie going to the movie theater right now, too, is the times just because like they're not working as long yeah they're not doing it like they're not, showing they're not there many, yet yeah so it's you know, it's, you know it's, we're, it's we're the nighttime movie guys like give me that 10 th- that 10 30 showing and they're not doing that right now yeah yeah i mean for my zola stuff it was like six or nine thirty, and i'm like well i mean i want to eat dinner yeah that's the thing if you go at nine thirty, you got to eat before but if you go at six you get you can't can't eat dinner after because shit's closed so yeah no i understand that hurt but suicide squad i'm excited for definitely going to do that in theaters because me and Shooter are going to be in the same town because we're going to be at louisiana comic-con Check no we'll actually doing a live panel we'll come out before that mm. okay april august 6th is when suicide squad comes out we're like gonna be talking about that in just three weeks man 
Oh. Oh. Well, Louisiana Comic Con's in three weeks, huh? Nah, 26. Oh, I'm off. Well, the 26, y'all come check us out. But yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for Suicide Squad. Definitely watching that in the trailer. The reviews are out. Should we talk about that now? Like the first look reviews, like with some of the major people. You can mention that now. All right, cool. Let me go to James Gunn's Twitter. Because a lot of people are hype, but like, I want to ask you your opinion of this after about like, is it fake? Like, oh, you'll see. Okay, so shout out to our guy. And I'm not calling him fake. This is our guy, friend of the show, came on the show. The people, the one of the journalists we respect the most, our guy, Umberto Gonzalez, Ace Scooper, El Mayimbe. He said the Suicide Squad is absolutely buck wild. I enjoyed the hell out of it. James Gunn has easily made DC's most enjoyable movie to date. Visually stunning, action-packed, full of swagger. Collider's own Frosty Weintraub said, absolutely love Suicide Squad. <clears throat> the movie is super violent, extremely funny, and a huge home run for James Gunn in DC. Tons of surprises and things I wasn't expecting. Just a great movie. Brandon Davis from comicbook.com said, Suicide Squad is absolutely insane, violent as hell, raunchy, and unforgiving. James Gunn is fully unleashed. It's sometimes overwhelming. It has moments of heart, humor, action, all of it relentless there's nothing like it damn a bunch of this is dc's best movie if dc continues to do this holy hell sign me up a lot of like james gunn hit it out the park which i said like i I mean like look bro i knew you bring james gunn to dc he wanted to shove it in marvel's face like they kicked him to the curb dc was like here take us to the promised land he's like bet bet like he had, he had so much to lose with this movie. It yeah. wasn't it, it, like he had to put his heart and soul into it. And he even said that he said he felt like this is the best work he's ever done. So if I'm a, if I'm a Marvel fan, it's like <laughs> guardians trash. Yeah. I mean, there was uh, um, even coming out. I saw from like people who were in deep into the film industry. They're talking about how like filming, on Disney sets, Marvel sets is not very fun. Mm-hmm. I it's think very, like, yeah, cut and dry. So, yep. so you know, seeing James Gunn move into DC and seeing that he, being able to have the freedom to do what he wanted to do with the Suicide Squad could be great. But the, my big concern with the DC universe as a whole is like we're going to get this Suicide Squad movie that could, you know, blow the doors off. And then, what's the next one after that? Is it Batman? We get Peacemaker. Oh, well, Peacemaker's gonna be fire. But I'm in saying January. like, but I'm saying like, what's the next movie? Next movie? Oh yeah, it's Batman. Oh okay. Well then, it's, that's double. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> it's like, Batman. Because <laughs> you know, I'm just worried about after that. It's gonna be like, well, it's just after that's Flash. Land. Oh my god. But <laughs> and so and it's, it's all, it all depends on Black Adam and Shazam too. Then. <laughs> but I mean, the Flash has got to land. The Flash that's, has the biggest, a... the biggest weight on its shoulders because, unlike Marvel, which Marvel, I gotta give them their props. They did their multiverse over, which is now starting in Wandavision. Well, you can actually say well, started two, at Ant Man, but then went to Wandavision. Now Loki fully embraced it, and then we're gonna get Spider Man, which is basically the, the Flash's. The version of Flash from Marvel, essentially Doctor Strange and and, uh, Spider-Man. So Flash has a lot on its shoulders to accomplish the DC multiverse. And it will be they're the best multiverse, so they should be able to do it. Like Flashpoint is like one of the best multiverse stories out there. They should be able to do this. 
Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, we'll get into more about talking about multiverses in a little while. The other thing I wanted to say before we started things up is there will be a new run it back, the usual suspects, uh, where Lyndon, Ian, and myself talked about that classic crime film. The Chris McQuarrie classic. The Chris McQuarrie classic. <laughs> That's what we're dubbing it. We're not calling it about the two monsters that are known for it. We're calling it the yeah. Chris McQuarrie classic. The Benicio Del Toro sleeper. The the Stephen Giancarlo Baldwin, Esposito, the the Stephen Baldwin's greatest hits, <laughs> fucking whatever Hockney's happened greatest to hits. Uh, what uh, the guy who played Dean? <laughs> yeah, whatever happened what, to him? What happened to Gabriel Byrne? Greatest yeah. hits, fucking Giancarlo Esposito coming in as a solid six man. Great movie. Look, we said it over there. We explained why we did it. So go check it out. But it's this really great review and. I'm excited for you guys to hear it in the next movie we're doing. Well, you go listen to that and then you'll find yeah. out the next movie we're doing because we announced Um, it. And then the only other thing I saw movie wise that it's worth mentioning is I did see Fight Club. So oh, now nice. you don't have to accidentally spoil it for me anymore. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was it was it was rough. I did that like twice. Yeah, but I honestly didn't remember. And so like when it did come to the to the point of Tyler like, of the twist, I was like, oh, <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Old Tyler Durden, Brad Pitt. I'm not going to spoil it for them, for people out there who haven't seen it, you know, the younger viewers, but you should definitely watch Fight Club. It will great, be reviewed great Brad Pitt movie. at some point. Great Helena Bottom Carter movie. She does great, a good job. Great David great Fincher movie. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of David Fincher, we're getting into the Fincher bag soon enough, but that's enough on that. But Trooper, whenever you're ready, man, we got a lot to discuss, so I'm ready whenever you are. Yeah, I'm ready to jump in. Let's get started. So I wanted to start this week off with WitcherCon. Uh, I know we usually do trailers and then trailer section, but the season two trailer of The Witcher came out and the, the also the announcement of when season two will release, that's December 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new season will bring in some new faces. The cast expanded with the addition of Adjoa Ado, who was the queen in Bridgerton, Cassie Clare from A Brave New World, Liz Carr from Silent Witness, uh, Graham McTavish, who, who's playing uh, a witcher, he was he's playing a witcher. I think so. Oh uh, well, that's great because I really like him. He was from his stint on I, Outlander. I, I think he's playing the things. trainer. I think that's him who's playing the trainer of. Cersei. Well, he's gonna kill that. This this uh, I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that's what that's who that was in the trailer. Well, he he's gonna absolutely kill that. Uh, Kevin Doyle, who was uh, in, in uh, Downton Abbey, Simon Calla from Four Weddings and a Funeral, and Chris Fulton from Bridgerton. Mm-hmm, okay. So that okay. that that's the cast. I want to see who Chris who he was. Chris. Fulton. Oh, he's n- he is not uh playing a witcher. He's playing a spy. Ooh. Oh, okay. He's playing a but yeah, I really, I really team. like that actor. I really like that actor. Yeah, I like so Graham McTavish as well. So shout out to him. He's a great actor. I would have him as like a mob boss if I casted a movie. He's that type of guy. But what would you think yeah. of the trailer? Were you are you excited for The Witcher after all of the hype? After all of the fanfare? This being Marvel's flagship. I mean, my Marvel. This being Netflix's flagship show. Are you excited? Honestly, I really want to revisit the first season, kind of, just kind of to remember exactly where we're at, because where we're starting off, as I recall, is 
pretty right climactic, after. pretty climactic part of like this whole Witcher story. So now you know he's finally with uh, the little blonde girl. I can't remember her name. Sorella. I think it's not Cersei. It's uh, like I'm pretty sure it's Cersei. Wow, weird. that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I'm saying like this. It's been so long that like I really want to revisit because like I can barely remember their names. Um, Siri. Oh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Princess Siri. Okay. Cirilla of Century. Surrey, something like that. Yeah, Cirilla of Century. You were right. I know Yennefer. That's all that matters. Yennefer, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm excited for mainly just that we got an announcement of when it's happening because last, just last week on the pod, we were talking about where's this Witcher 2? When's this happening? But see, doesn't this make you... I, I hate that I always bring this back to Bebop, but doesn't this make you scared that this is dropping the 27th and they said Bebop was coming in the fall and we still don't have a trailer? Like, what's going on? Like, that, that's all I want to know. But th- we're not here to talk about that. The trailer looked cool for The Witcher. I'm excited to see us go outside of uh, uh, Cirilla uh, of Cersei or whatever. Uh, wh- whatever land they're in, Sire, whatever the hell that is. And yeah, Cer- they're going to be leaving that going to uh, series like native lands. No, they're going to they're going to Geralt's native land. Geralt's land, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're going to uh, Geralt's native land and finding a... Uh, going to the home of the witchers and she's going to take on some training to help her uh, be able to d- take care of herself. And then it's going to be Geralt and her living up. And I guess Yennefer's going to come in at some point, but I'm excited for this. This is cool. Good for, I'm happy for Henry Cavill. Let me say that. I sure. need to yeah. see it on December 17th. The trailer didn't wow me, but I'm happy for Henry Cavill. And this is Netflix's biggest show right now. They needed to succeed. Yeah, the one thing I didn't put into the news that kind of fits into this, because this is a video game property turned movie, Netflix made the announcement that they wanted to tap into video games. So I think, Sorry. so that assessed the conversation was like, what Netflix, fucking what this. Netflix originals could we see turn into video games? I actually had a pretty good tweet uh, following on one of the threads where I thought Old Guard would be a really interesting video game. It'd be a great video game, but Netflix is just fucking bobbing for apples because they realize that Apple, HBO, and Amazon are kicking their fucking ass in Disney+. Plus. I was just really confused with the story at first. It was like, Netflix is going to add video games? Like, wait, were you going to play video games on Netflix? I don't get it. Are they going to be a video game licensing hub? Are they going to create original video games? And if it's original video games, they need some fucking money to do that. They're already in debt, but like, huh, uh, 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 Netflix. But I mean, that could be cool. And I should have said this in the beginning, but since we're talking about Netflix and this is our show and we can take detours, have you heard of the new show Sex Life? I've heard that there's like season or episode three, like nah, 20 nah, nah, minutes nah, nah. in, fuck, you have to like. Fuck all that. I didn't even, I didn't like even see that. I didn't even see that because I know what you're talking about. Some dude with the biggest dick or something like it's, that. It's a TikTok trend. I didn't see that shit. Schubert, the, the whole world right now is watching softcore porn. My girlfriend's like, oh, yeah, one of my friends told me we should watch this, blah, 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 or I should watch this. It's a good show. And I was like, all right, let's see what it is. I'm sitting down, you know, me watching it. And I'm like, wait, they really fucking right now. This is like, <laughs> this is like Cinemax fucking. This is, you know, no dick is being showed, no vagina, but we'll see tits. We'll see her riding, getting doggy style. Like, it's some softcore porn people are watching. And I'm like, damn, they really got y'all fooled right now. Yeah, people are digging that softcore porn. I'm the like, times have changed. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now with Netflix? That's weird. <laughs> I have not watched that show. Please watch it so we can, so you can see it. Sh- 
like if this was 2000, this show would be on Cinemax 100%. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. That's weird. I didn't even know about that. You didn't know that, huh? I, just, I watched it. I didn't even watch the episode three. I just watched the first two and I was like, oh, God. This is interesting. Some soft, this is some softcore porn with a kind of shitty storyline. Basically, the woman is like, fed up with her marriage because she feels she's unappreciated and she isn't who she thought she would be when she was younger. So she's going back to when she was a rebel, seeking out the one boy who lost her and trying to rekindle that sex life and then determine should she stay with her husband now or go back with the old fling. But I got to give the husband some grief because even though he's a good husband, he ain't go down on her in 18 months. No wonder why she want to go see her old fling. What's wrong with you, bro? Like, eat some hoo-ha. Don't be bad, man. <laughs> That's gonna be a thing now. Uh, but yeah, but, but sorry to detours. But what else we got yeah, on the get, Witcher? Getting back on track, uh, the Witcher Con. They also announced uh, the Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf will be out August twenty third, so just a month away. Uh, fans got a first look at the upcoming anime with a trailer. Did you get to see a little bit of that? I did just some flashes, really. Mm-hmm. It tells the story of Vesemir, a young witcher who escaped a life of poverty to slay monsters for coin. Who's, it looks pretty cool. And Vesemir's going to be in this new season, so oh, old okay. as an older version of him. This is younger Vesemir. So excited for this. This is cool. Like I said. So, I, mean, I guess it makes it kind of important to watch if you're going to watch Witcher season two. Yeah. And at, at yeah. least if you want more lore, it makes it important. Yeah. So, you know, that's cool that they're making everything connected. I'm excited for it, but like I said, I need to see some product. Trailer's not selling me right now. I just need to see some product, but good for Netflix. But something not good for HBO, real set. Okay, wait. Let me read the story, and then I'll ask you. Lovecraft creator Misha Green, who we love, has signed a multi-year deal with a multi-year overall deal with Apple. Under the deal, Green will create and develop television products for Apple's streaming platform. It was announced before that that we wouldn't get Lovecraft Season 2. Did you expect Lovecraft Season 2? Like, I know a lot of people were like, oh, we're not getting Lovecraft Season 2, but I never expected it. Well, I think that when we talked about it, we weren't expecting it because we were like, well, how, where do they even go from here? And, they, and like, rumor was that they were going to bring back... Um, Okay, so I have what Misha Green said Lovecraft 2, season 2 was. Let me pull this up, but how do you feel about the Apple story? Oh, I think this is huge. I mean, Misha Green put out a really good product with Lovecraft Country. You know, Apple's been really trying to uh, be a, a force when it comes to um, the streaming wars. I mean, with what Ted Lasso's racking up, they're really kind of making a statement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even in the Emmys um, cycle before with the morning show and a few of the other C, I believe, also got some Emmy noms a a couple of years back or a year ago. So, I mean, they're making their way. I'm pretty sure even Rob McElhaney got nominated for an Emmy. We'll go through that when we go to the Emmys. It, It may not be that, but I don't I know he definitely got nominated for like a Critics' Choice Award. Okay, so look, I got seasons. I got season two. Season two of Lovecraft was going to begin in a new world. And that world is a country that sits precisely where the United States used to sit. It's called Welcome to the Sovereign States of America. And it's broken up in like multiple parts. Oh, yeah. And there was like that little zombie. Which is like the White Lands. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like they have the New Negro Republic, the tribal nations of the West, the Jefferson Commonwealth. It would have been like almost like a zombie show. And then season three would have brought back, I guess, 
Tick and Letty. Weird that they didn't go with it. Like, I, I, I get it. I get why HBO didn't go with it. I understand. I would have liked to see it, but I understand. But good for Misha Green. Now she can go make stuff for Apple and make Apple one of the top dogs. Like, this is big for Apple. Like you said, Rob McElhaney, you got Ted Lasso, you got The Morning Show, you signed. What creator did they sign before Misha Green? They signed a pretty big one, I want to say. But you get Misha Green, and now you're there competing with HBO and Amazon. Like, this is legit. So good for her. Definitely. So I'm excited to see what, what, what they came up with for sure. Next thing we got is the new guy, the latest of it's free guy, huh? It's not, new I guy. think it's free guy. Yeah. yeah. The latest free guy promo was, I got to say, I'm not the biggest Marvel like Stan. I'm a Marvel fan. I don't fangirl over all the Marvel stuff like some people in the industry and media do. But I got to say, this was one of the cooler things I've seen in a while where, Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi have this new movie called Free Guy, and they went as their dead as their Marvel characters, Deadpool and Korg, to kind of do a reaction video to the new trailer. And this is the first crossover with Deadpool, and it makes sense that this is dropping on the heels of Loki. I just think this this is just got to get tip my cap, Marvel. That was pretty fire. Yeah, uh, you know what happens with Loki. And the finale definitely helps the idea of mixing some of the MCU with the Sony Marvel stuff and everything Fox else Marvel in between stuff, yeah. Fox Marvel. Um, so seeing this was really cool. Uh, obviously, good chemistry between Taika and Ryan Reynolds are real good friends and do all sorts of work together. I would just, love for Taika to direct the, the next Deadpool movie. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be insane. But, He's busy. He's got he's just the Thor. He's got to do Star Wars. He's got stuff to do. Uh, you and Star Wars. Get him. Get, come, come, go back, Tyka. Do the Deadpool movie. But this is great. I'm excited for Free Guy. The, this trailer sold me even more. So glad that this movie is finally coming. Good for Ryan Reynolds and uh, Tyka Watiti. Y'all got a hit on your hands. Let's go to the trailers for this week. I'll start off with the most hype trailer. The most interesting trailer. Well, let me not say the most interesting. The most hype which we're going to review Titans season three didn't live up to the hype. Schubert we're in Gotham. I said, Bruce Wayne was stopping. Dick is taking over. I, I was a little off. I thought Dick was going to be the one in charge when Jason goes down, but it is Bruce that forces Bruce to hang everything up. Dick and the Titans are taking over. He said, Bruce tells Dick be a better Batman than him. Red Hood kind of came on the scene kind of fast. There better be a time skip. He did come in really fast. When Bruce says what he did, but Red Hood's taking over Gotham, doing some crazy shit. I dig it. Fucking the line from Barbara where she was like, "Uh, you're trying to live in your father's footsteps. That's crazy. And he's like, what about you, Commissioner Gordon? And it was just like, oh, shots. Loved it. Loved the family line. Loved seeing Scarecrow. Only concern I have is they're doing too much with the Starfire plot. And it, it seems like this is very bad focused. This is this is Nightwing show, but it's still called Titans. So we're going to give you whatever is going on with Superboy. Well, and, 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 Starfire. and that was supposed to be like what we were leading up to anyway, because we had seen the Blackfire stuff leading in and we were knew that Blackfire was going to play a role. I hope that's the beginning of the season. And it could be because, I mean, like that's the way they at least did season two where they wrapped up the Raven deal mm-hmm. and then got into it because like that would actually even help with that Red Hood time jump deal. Like, let's say like 
that first episode, Jason Todd gets killed in that really cool scene that because they showed a lot of that scene, so I assume that's going to be real early. Mm-hmm. And then you know maybe for two two episodes in between, we deal with the Blackfire stuff, and then you know also Dick confronting Bruce and stuff like that while becoming the, the leader, dealing with like Blackfire stuff, and then once we get to like episode four we see like that red hood scene where he's with the other villains like yeah wow i'm taking over i'm red hood taking over gotham we even gotta look at tim drake like oh just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in i'm in it titans deathstroke was amazing they didn't execute it how i quite wanted it's better than season one Season three looks phenomenal. They know where their bread and butter is. It's Nightwing. It's Red Hood. Give us that. Beast Boy's cool. Starfire's cool. Raven's Eye. Wonder Girl. Hawk and Dove seem like a fucking afterthought. Hank, Hank hit the word. No, like, they, you they do Dove. Like they got a lo- I do Hawk. <laughs> well, it seems like they got a lot of uh, screen time on that trailer. I was like, are we going to get a lot of Hawk and Dove <laughs> season or what? They're back. And then Wonder Girl's in the promotion, so she's alive. They're just like, fuck it. Like, y'all know she's alive. <laughs> We're bringing her back. And I'm like, how y'all got her on the poster? And we don't even know if she's still alive. Crazy. Spoiling shit. But I'm hyped for Titans Season 3. It's almost here. We're gonna review it. HBO Max has signed it. It's playing on TNT. This is great. This is great. So shout out to Titans, really excited. And shout out to our guy, Brian Edward Hill, writer of Titans, really excited for him as well. Now, something that's close to here, Louisiana, there's a new movie called Blue Bayou, which I was shocked. I saw the trailer, really good. It features the guy from, um, what's that? What's that uh, college movie where the two friends, Miles Teller and the other guy, get the guy from Blue Bayou drunk. And he he has a doctor's oh, where like the one is it twenty one like and up. Chang. It's twenty one. It's and Jeff over. Chang. Yeah, he's J- Jeff Chang. Is this guy? Oh, so yeah, that's who that is. That's Jeff. You didn't realize that was Jeff Chang, and you want to go on the schmodown. Well, I'm, I didn't really look that closely at who this dude I'm, I'm was. Just, I'm just fucking with you, Shubert. That was a shot. But, 21 um, and over, yeah, Jeff Chang. It's name. 21 and over, yeah. and that's they uh, say, Because they say that his name, what, 103 times? Mm-hmm. Justin Chong. That's him. But he's direct. He's uh, the, the I think, director and at lead actor. Yeah, to, he uh, is. He wrote Ryan. it, too. He wrote it and directed it? Is he from yeah. Louisiana? Oh, no, he's not. Know. No, he's not. Just, I, I did. I did, I'll tell you who I did recognize. Mm. Alicia Vikander. Yeah, nice. And uh, the cop is who's that cop, bro? That cop's in something we watched recently. The fucking oh, the, the, the the real dad cop who sends him the ice. I don't remember. But this looks great. Blue Bayou looks great. Shout out to Justin Chon. This is big for his career if this works. Oh, Mark O'Brien. He's the uh in in Ready or Not. He's the uh the, the husband. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah, the husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but this is big for Justin Chong. Good for him. I like the story of the, of the whole ice situation. It's a very interesting spin on it as well. The fact that he is now has to pay $5,000 for this lawyer. So he's turning back to the life of crime that he escaped. This is going to be a tearjerker. 
Oscar Oscar bait for Justin Sean huge festival darling festival darling and I, I, it looks great though gotta give him his props and uh the final trailer we got I oh no we got two more I guess I'll talk about turning red the new animated movie it looked okay it's just like Disney turning another POC character into an animal or or a yeah, I saw that, but I don't really have too many qualms with that because I feel like this is, I don't know enough about who's telling the story, but it seems like, I don't know. I'm just I saying, I, I just want to point that out. You know, we had Luca turned into fish people. Coco, they turned him into some skeletons. Soul, they, they took him out the black man body. <laughs> what I will say about this is it looks really stupid. Yeah, it didn't look as good Not as in Canto. I loved Encanto. This did not look. This, this Encanto looked cool. Ray was cool. This does not look good. Yeah, this wasn't for me. But something that did look cool is the new Netflix documentary "Pray Away." Boy, did this documentary just Wild. blow my mind! It's about the people who started the slogans in America about "Pray the Gay Away," and they started the conversion camps. They were big spokesmen for it, but it turns out they were gay themselves, and this was just like. A way well, they to escape that and and lie and and lie about a crazy well, documentary premise. I'm yeah. watching this shit. It really kind of is one that I think is really interesting for you and me because we live in the South, where this is really, really pretty prominent. Really prominent. Uh, if I've, we have I've, any listeners in the North, let me tell y'all: the conversion camps, conversion churches, that shit still exists. Sucks. Or, or I mean, you know, people who have grown up in our life. And people we've gone to school with who were were in the LGBT and they would legitimately hide behind faith, but because for their reasons for not coming out, you know, a lot of them mm-hmm. are out now. But it's just like that was a lot of that was just a lifestyle of what we were growing up in. Is people were being like, you know, the church will, will. I mean, I went to Catholic school. I mean, you didn't you too? I went to Episcopalian school, but like I went to I, I went to I was Catholic. I went to Sunday school and got got uh. What's the word? I mean, like, uh, I was, I got my I was confirmation. They were like, they were like, yeah, being gay is a sin. You, nah. you can, you can't act on your urges and like. See, good thing sin. I went to private school. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't spew that hate. At even though it was Episcopalian school, they didn't spew that hate. But in, in confirmation class, they definitely said no sex before marriage, no jerking off, and no gay, no, no homosexual activities. They said that in class. That's a fact. <laughs> I mean, there's a, a super church here that's like non-denominational that like one of the big stories is that the main pastor sent his kid to a conversion camp. So, I mean, like, it's just something that really happens all the time. And still what the crazy about the trailer is that it shows that it's still happening. Yeah, in some communities. And that's where I'm like, yo, this shit is nuts. You people look like it's up some cold shit. And you know us, like a good cult documentary. So I'm interested in this. Pray away. You're going to get my viewership. Um, but that finishes up the trailers. Let's jump into some of the, the other news of the week. So moving from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the Final Frontier, Division's director, Matt Shackman, has been tapped by Paramount Pictures and Bad Robot to direct the next Star Trek feature. Um, from a screenplay written by Lindsay Beer and Geneva Robertson, who was Captain Marvel's scribe. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams is going to produce. The cast, however, remains unclear. There he was wants Earth- Chris Pine. That's what yeah, it was. There- it was reported that Chris Pine was coming back, but that's not true. Matt Shackman wants Chris Pine, but the studio hasn't 
determine if they're going to come back. Yeah, so that's kind of going to depend on how this next Star Trek movie goes. If they can get the old cast, well, obviously you can't get all of them, but uh, then there'll be a continuation. But if not, then they might have to start over again. And reboot, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see which way they go. I'm all, I'm all for Chris Pine and Quinto coming back. I love that Star Trek, even though people said it was Star wars Star Trek. I, I liked it a lot, so I'm interested to see what Matt Shackman has to offer next. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's definitely hot right now with uh, all the success WandaVision's done on the the award circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, but next up, we got the offer. The Paramount Plus drama series Fire. will go uh, that goes behind the scenes of the making of The Godfather is adding more actors to the cast, some notable names, both uh, the actors and the characters that they will play. So Justin Chambers is going to be Marlon Brando. Nice. Uh, Patrick Patrick Gallo is going to be Mario Puzo, the author of The Godfather and Oscar-winning co-writer of the films. Nice. Anthony Scordy will be Carlo Gambino, the infamous, infamous mafioso and head of the five crime families. Jake Cannavale. My guy, son of legendary Bobby Cannavale. I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of that family. Shout out to Jake. One of the best Mandalorian episodes. Don't let Star Wars fans tell you otherwise. Uh, he's going to play Caesar, a loyal Columbo family soldier. So nice. smaller role, but he's in there. Let's go, Jake. Uh, Michael Rispoli is going to play Tommy Luches, the head Lucchese. of one of the Lucchese, sorry. Head of one of the five mafia crime families. Lou Ferrigno is going to play Lenny Montana, who uh, played fucking Ferrigno, (laughs) who who was a former wrestler and mob enforcer who played Luca Brasi. Oh, so so he's uh, Lou Ferrigno's playing Luca Brasi. That's ill. That's fire. Uh, And Frank John Hughes will play Frank Sinatra. Man, look, if I'm Frank man, if I'm Frank Sinatra family, I would say I don't want, don't put him in that damn movie because they had a knockoff Frank Sinatra in The Godfather that dude, Johnny Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine couldn't hold a candle to Frank Sinatra's asshole. <laughs> you know Johnny Fontaine trash ass singing. <laughs> you, you remember that shit? Fucking yeah, it's Johnny, pretty bad. Fucking Johnny Fontaine. And this dude, Frank John Hughes, doesn't even like look in the least bit like he could be Frank Sinatra, but mm. uh, I digress. Ooh, I just I just remember what my movie on the rise is, but that's that's neither here nor there. That's just for later, but I know what it is. All right. Um, next up we got Nicolas Cage. Won't what? No. You didn't see this? It's over. No, the cage response is done. Nicolas Cage won't play Joe Exotic. Amazon shells the Tiger King project. It's probably because. The Read fucking it. other thing was great, but let's... Oh, okay. Sources close to the situation say the project may be shopped to other outlets. We should clear the record. Cage told Variety. I read two excellent, two excellent scripts, which I did think were excellent, but I think Amazon ultimately felt that it was material that had become past tense because it took so long for it to come together. They felt at one point it was lightning in a bottle, but that point has since faded in the distance. It is no longer relevant. That's why I fuck with Amazon. Cause that Kate McKinnon show is gonna be like, haha, that's funny, but but old news. Exactly. Good for yeah. good for Amazon. I, I I was sad, but good for them. Nicholas Cage, don't do it. Don't do it. Keep the Cage Assange active. I mean, he's not doing too bad. I mean, I, like uh, you know, you could check out my review of Willie's Wonderland on Letterbox. And who knows? Maybe on Movie on the Rise, I have a suggestion of Nicholas Cage. Who knows? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, that's about it. I mean, I'm I'm not too sad about this whole Joe Exotic thing. I'd rather just let We've let's just let the Kate McKinnon what's one going ride. On. Because I mean, they've already got more of the cast of that, and I kind of like the cast that they're starting to put together on that Peacock show. Now it just makes so. me look at Dennis Quaid like, bro, what you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you playing the fucking producer in the Joe Exotic TV series? Nuts. But next up, we got Kiefer Sutherland. He can't he can't stop playing American government. He will star as uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt in Showtime's The First Lady. The series is described as a revelatory reframing of American leadership told through the lens of the women at the heart of the White House. The first season will peel back the curtain and on the personal and political lives of three dynamic first ladies tracing their journeys to Washington through interweaving storylines. Gillian, Gillian Anderson will start opposite Sutherland as Eleanor Roosevelt, the wife of the fifth president, the wife and fifth cousin of President Roosevelt. The first lady will also star Viola Davis as Michelle Obama, O.T. Fagan Benelli as President Obama, Aaron Eckhart will play Gerald Ford alongside Michelle Pfeiffer's Betty Ford and Dakota Fanning as Susan Ford, the daughter. This sounds like Showtime was like, hey, the queen's successful. Let's tell the first lady stories about America. Uh, they chose some interesting first ladies. You know, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt was probably one of them, probably the first famous first lady. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm surprised they didn't choose Jackie. That's what, that's what I was about to say. I was like, I understand the the I understand Eleanor Roosevelt. I understand Michelle Obama. What I don't understand is is uh Betty Ford. That should have been Jackie O. Oh, I can't I can't I, I there's there's an argument for Betty Ford. I can't remember exactly all the things about Betty Ford at the moment, but she she was pretty prominent at the time. Okay. Uh, even even uh, old lady Bush, Laura Bush, I would have thought would have been Laura, Hillary or um, Jack or Jackie Kinney. I thought would have been chosen over Betty Ford. Yeah, she um, she did a lot uh, with political activism in the 70s, which was mm-hmm. kind of a really big time to be doing political activism, especially as the first lady. And they were thrust into that based upon the Nixon deal. So like they had what a, lot a crazy cast on. though. You got Michelle Pfeiffer, you got Jillian Anderson, you got Viola Davis. Like this is this is Showtime really saying the Queen was successful. Let's try it. Hopefully it works. Yeah, I but, mean, you'll see some people that are saying that the Queen is uh, at its peak right now. Mm-hmm. Because of Princess D right now, it's getting to the stuff yeah. we know. But uh, next up, a story that I'm excited about, and Schubert's a hater. MTV is reviving. It's one of its classics. MTV Cribs, the Viacom CBS network is bringing back the series, which first launched in September 2000 for an all new original run. The series will run on MTV at 9.30 p.m. August 11th with new 30 minutes episodes. They will feature the following celebs in this upcoming season, Ashley Simpson and Evan Ross. And if you don't know Evan Ross, he's from uh, the movie ATL. He is Diana Ross's son. Big Sean is also doing it. Christian Ciarano, Johnny Weir, Jojo Siwa, Jordan Woods, Kathy Griffin, Masai Martin, the legendary that never snitch, never squeal. She's not a rat. She's true. Martha Stewart, Nick Young, Nico, Nico Tortorella, Nicole Snooky Palizzo, a.k.a. my girl Snooks, Rick Ross, 
uh, a.k.a. Ricky Ross, Ryan Lochte, a.k.a. Mr. Olympic Chiefer, the first. Sorry, <laughs> Shikari Richardson. He was lying in Brazil. No, uh, Phelps was the first one. That's yeah, Phelps, being real. Phelps was the first one. Uh, Scott Disick, Tia Maori, Tanaje, and TJ Lavin. The only one that really shouldn't be there is Tanaje because she's not really that popular anymore and tj lavin's just because he does the challenge but i'm excited because this means when bros who think is one of the biggest podcast networks mtv cribs will be like yo let's check out your crib i've always tell me you didn't want to go on mtv cribs open up the fridge so all your drinks i'm so glad this show is back i'm not gonna oh, be yeah, a hater I mean, like I'm, you no i'm really glad that it's back i'm just not too impressed with like the group that they're bringing out you know ashley simpson hasn't been relevant in 10 years Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest you know, names are Big Sean and Rick Ross, and Joe for us at least. JoJo C yeah. was huge for the younger generation. Jordan Woods is huge for the younger generation, and then you got like Martha Stewart is is a really big pull. Martha Stewart, I, I think a lot of people would really like to see that. I mean, like they did that chop from Martha Stewart's house. Like, uh, yeah, I think it'd be a pretty cool one. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Young, I'm kind of interested in. Scott Disick, I'm kind of <laughs> interested in, honestly. I'm interested uh, in Ryan Lochte too. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in yeah. Snooki's house too. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just confused because I like I thought there was a time where Snooki was living in like her parents' basement Snooki with like is, her kid, bro, and bro, like her, and her Snooki, husband. So. Snooki has not lived in her parents' basement since season one of Jersey Shore. See, from season, do you not remember when season one ended and season two began? They no, left she, all in Honda Accords. She, she and, and they came back were and, living and in business. somebody's basement. They were not. While they had that kid. <laughs> Stop. They were not. I remember. They drive Mercedes. They drive BMWs and Range Rovers. Don't do that to my girl, Snooki. Now, Kathy Griffin, Marcy Martin, Christiana Sherano, Johnny Weir. Mm, okay. And I don't really want to see JoJo Siwa's house, but I get why you put her on there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's 100%. So... Um, like a good move by then, put JoJo Siwa on there. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, like you said, I don't really care too much to see her her house. I don't, probably. See, I don't even want to see Tanaje's house and Tia Maori. I'm sorry, sister, sister's over. I don't really want to see your <laughs> house either. <laughs> Could give a Shaq Damn. part two. I don't how to take in Shaq's house. Like when they get like Kevin well, Durant I, on crib. See, I do. Weird. See, like like I said, I do like Nick Young, but I would have rather them like picked like. Dame Lillard or like but see I think season one has to be Donovan successful. Mitchell like once people are starting to see this is successful and it's fun again Donovan Mitchell and, and people like that are going to be on like I could see Devin Booker going on cribs or Zion Zion could go on cribs I'm down like that's gonna happen but th- that's LaMelo. why this season has to be successful so yeah, yeah for sure um, but moving along, Victoria Justice and Joel McHale have joined the cast of California King, a comedy that mixes together a story of friendship, mattresses, and, the, and a kidnapping gone terribly wrong. Um, the, this film is the featured directorial and writing debut of Eli Stern. It co-stars uh, Taco yeah, and Jimmy Tatro. Nice. Okay, I was about to say eh, Victoria Justice, Joe McHale, but Jimmy Tatro and 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 Travis Bennett, aka Taco, has me excited. Yeah, you know, so I feel like having Jimmy Tatro and Taco in there kind of makes it, me feel like it's gonna be good. Isn't that crazy? No, I mean it's just gonna be goofy, like, but like not in the worst way. And even having Joe McHale on there makes me feel a little bit okay because I mean Joe McHale does some bad stuff, but like I, I was more so recently he's been like. Doing, doing some, some things stuff. that are a little bit better. 
So I can trust that. Victoria Justice is just a weird name to put on anything. She's trying like, to make a comeback. I guess. I don't know enough about Eli Stern. You know, this is his future directorial debut, but we'll see how it goes. I'm wondering where this is going to end up. It seems like a Netflix movie. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Or maybe Hulu. If they're lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Vertical Entertainment has signed a deal with Mr. Smith Entertainment of North American or for the North American distribu- distribution rights of a romantic comedy, The Hating Game, which stars Pretty Little Liars actor Lucy Hale and Austin Stoll. Uh, Vertical is planning to give it a theatrical release later this year. The Hating Game, which is based on the hit novel by Sally Thorne, tells the story of kind-hearted Lucy Hutton, played by Hale, and her cold, efficient nemesis, Joshua Templeton, played by Stowell, uh, resolving to achieve professional success without compromising her ethics, Lucy embarks on a ruthless game of one-upmanship against Josh, a rivalry that is impossibly complicated by her growing attraction to him. The Hating Game novel was a 2018 USA Today bestseller and was published in more than 20 countries. It's often identified as one of the key originators of the recent rom-com boom. It ranks seventh on Oprah's 20 best romance novels of all time. Nice. Glad so, for you ladies out there. So I wasn't too excited about it when I heard it. I was like, Lucy Hale and Austin Stowell, like what kind of cast is this? But like seeing how big the, of an impact the novel had um, maybe makes it interesting. But it does seem like a really stupid concept, if I'm being real. <laughs> I, look, I have no comment on this because I'm not a rom-com fan. But if Schubert says it's stupid, I'm rolling with it. But something that I'm excited for, Reggie Bush is ready to tell his side of the story in a new documentary from Believe Entertainment Group, the studio behind the Oscar-winning uh, Dear Basketball. Kirk Frazier, ESPN's 30 for 30, who made Without Bias, is set to Which is a good one. Yeah, which is the story of Lynn Bias, which will look at Bush's role in leading USC to multiple national championships, as well as the scandal that overshadowed his legacy. Let's go! This I wanted this, this so bad. This is one of the good ones. And I need this, and then I need the Florida Gators 30 for 30, the, the four-part episode of how Florida just was dirty. <laughs> the Tim Tebow era, like how you have all these murderers and, and cheaters and, and steroid users, and then you have God sending Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, and Urban Meyer, who's in the you know the ringleader of it all. And we're going to see more of Urban Meyer. He's mucking it up in the NFL, too, but... You know, focusing back on this Reggie Bush story, you know, I think this is going to be a really great, you know, with NIL stuff going on right now, it's really going to show the hypocrisy of what the NCAA is doing to Reggie Bush and his Mm -hmm. legacy. Um, And it's great that he's going to be able to tell his side of the story. I'm just wondering where this is going to come out. I I think, I feel like Amazon should pick this up. Hmm. HBO maybe too. Yeah, somebody. And Grab it. Cause, cause Don't it let ESPN like do this. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a 30 for 30, which I, the, the era 30 for 30s are over. Like HBO and Amazon have the best sports documentary. Well, after right HBO now. spit out that Tiger doc, I'm just like, HBO, handle it. Mm-hmm. And, and the Maradona too. doc they put out is just as fucking good. So y'all make sure you check out all that. But next up, we got Paris Hilton is cooking up a new project, a new series with Netflix, Cooking with Paris. The show will launch globally on the streaming giant August 4th with six half hour episodes in the series. Hilton will invite her celebrity friends into her kitchen as she navigates new ingredients, new recipes and exotic kitchen appliances. Hilton will take viewers from the grocery store to the finished table. According to Netflix, Hilton will embrace her very newly domestic side, which she learns to saute, sear, zest, 
uh, and show off her culinary expertise or lack thereof. Glam kitchen wardrobe, party throwing skills, and some of her fab celeb friends. Sounds like she's trying to become this generation's Martha Stewart. I'm not watching this fucking show. And I love cooking shows. Fuck this. Go give a real chef a fucking show instead of fucking Paris Hilton or go get somebody interesting. Yeah, I was. that was my whole thing. I was like, how is Paris Hilton still relevant? She's like, not. She's not. This is her trying to rebrand. Ugh, and it's her trash. trying to do her simple life bullshit where it's like, ooh, I can't cook. Watch me not be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then invite people who can cook and be like, oh, watch me saute. Like, I don't want to watch that. I want to watch go- Netflix. Don't do this shit. Bring back Chef's Table worldwide. The cooking the cooking uh, game show chef tape or is it, is it, what is it? it? First chair. Well, you know what show I'm talking about. What the fuck? I know what show you're talking about. Oh my gosh. But I mean, nobody at the moment. And I guess, you know, I, I hate to bring up the discovery plus stuff, but like, you know, what discovery plus did with having the chopped, the final table show. The the best cooking show I've seen recently is, is the chopped weed show. Oh, it's that good. Fire. They did chopped weed on Discovery Plus. Yeah, like they have a whole chopped series where it's just weed. You just be hurting my heart every time you bring up fucking Discovery. Ron Funches ho- is a uh... Ron Funches. Oh my gosh! Food Network hit us up, man. We got some stuff for y'all. I love food. Let's do it. We'll do it. Me and Shumi will go around the world eating shit. We'll be the new. God rest his soul. We could never take take say as we're as good as that. Not even close. But Anthony Bourdain, we could do some shit for y'all, man. Bros, speaking of bros who eat. Speaking of before we jump into the Emmy list, Anthony Bourdain also is having a documentary about him coming. I'm excited for that. Super excited. That on the news big, today. Big Anthony Bourdain fan. Thinks he's one of the best to ever do it. So I'm excited for that. But let's get into the Emmy list because fuck Paris Hilton. Yeah, starting starting from the bottom of the Emmy list, we got. Uh, Animated program, the Big Mouth, Bob's Burgers, Primal, The Simpsons, and the South Park Pandemic Special. Mm-hmm. You know, you you said you saw all of this season of Bob's Burgers. You said that it was pretty fire. It was great. I loved it. I hope Bob's Burgers takes home the Emmy. Yeah, I I guess like the other one that would be close to the Pandemic Special, since it was just one episode, I just can't see it winning out. And Big Mouth, really, this wasn't their best season. So I could see poor Bob's Burgers could pull this away. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Um, we'll see. Variety special. They got Bo Burnham inside. David nice. Burns, American Utopia. Um, Dave Chappelle's special on Netflix. The Friends Reunion and Hamilton. It'll probably be Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. Even though Bo Burnham inside. should win. It could be inside. I hope it's Bo Burnham, though. Um, variety special is kind of stupid. Uh, variety sketch series just a black lady sketch show on Saturday Night Live. Black lady sketch show is hard. Shout out to that show. It, it might win it. Yeah, it's, Saturday it's Night really Live good. is not that hard. That's true. All right, what we got next? Um, we got the guest actor and actress in a comedy series for actor. You got uh, Alec Baldwin for doing Trump in Saturday Night Live. Dave Chappelle on his Saturday Night Live. Morgan Freeman for the Kaminsky Method, Daniel Kaluuya on Saturday Night Live, who did a really good job, and Daniel Levy on Saturday Night Live. You got actress in a comedy series. You got Jane Adams on Hacks. Yvette Nicole Brown on a black a black lady sketch show. 
Bernadette Peters on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Issa Rae on a Black Lady Sketch Show, Maya Rudolph for Saturday Night Live, and Kristen Wiig for Saturday Night Live. Mm, okay, cool. All right. Best Actor in Drama and Actress, Don Cheadle for Falcon Winter Soldier, Charles Dance for The Crown, Courtney B. Van- Courtney B. Vance for Lovecraft Country, Carl Weathers for The Mandalorian, and Timothy Oliphant for The Mandalorian. Give it to, give it to Cobb Vanth. Wait, who else is it? Cobb Vanth, uh, Carl Weathers, and who? Uh, Courtney B. Vance from Lovecraft. Oh, Don that's who should, from, that's who should win it. Courtney B. That's Vance probably should great. Or, or, yeah. Uh, guest actress in drama series Alexis Bedell for Handmaid's Tale, which is a recurring character, so I don't know how she's a guest actress, whatever. Claire Foy for The Crown, McKenna Grace for Handmaid's Tale, Sophie Canedo, Ratchet, and Felicia Rashad for This Is Us. Mm, okay, okay. Um, moving to supporting actor in a limited series or a movie and actress. Uh, David Diggs for Hamilton, Jonathan Groff, Hamilton, Anthony Ramos, Hamilton, Evan Peters, Mayor of Easttown, give it to him. Uh, or Thomas Brody, Sangster, which with, I can't, oh, man, I can't remember who which one that is right now. I want, it's not Dudley, I don't think, but mm. the, that's for the Queen's Gambit. Okay. Um, and Papa Isidou for I May Destroy You. Shout out, to actress, pa- shout out to Papa Isidou. Uh, and for actress, Renee Elise Goldsberry for Hamilton, Catherine Hahn, WandaVision, Moses Ingram, Queen's Gambit, Julianne Nicholson, Mayor of Easttown, Gene Smart, Mayor of Easttown, Philippa Sue Hamilton. Give it to Gene Smart, man. Mm. Or Catherine Hahn. I mean, you know, yeah, that's who I want to win it. Shout out to Catherine Hahn. Oh, wait, Gene Smart for Mayor of Easttown? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, though. Sorry, <laughs> Catherine Hahn. Gene Smart was incredible. Like I loved Catherine Hahn, but Gene Smart, that's my choice to win. That's from what I'm Mary saying. East like for Mayor of Easttown, some of these people that are up for Mayor of Easttown, like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. What else we got? And uh hold on. And the other person who was nominated for Mayor of Easttown was uh Julian Nicholson, who was uh what's her name? Lori Ross. Yeah. Ooh, good for Lori. She's going up against Gene. Yeah. Oh, damn. Give it to Gene over Lori. Actor and actress in a comedy series. You got Carl Clemen Hopkins for Hacks, Brent Goldstein, Ted Lasso, Brendan Hunt, Ted Lasso, Nick Muhammad, Ted Lasso, Paul Reiser, The Comiskey Method, Jer- uh, Jeremy Swift, Ted Lasso, Keenan Thompson for SNL, and Bowen Yang for SNL. Sounds like it's going to be a Ted Lasso winner. Probably. Uh, supporting actress in a comedy series. Juno Temple, Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso, Cecily Jesus. Strong, SNL. Stop reading Kate these McKinnon, comedy things. SNL. It's just going to be Ted Lasso. S- SNL's not Amy Bryan, SNL, uh, Hannah Einbinder, Hacks, and Rosie Perez for The Flight Attendant, who did shout a really to, great job. Shout out to the Hacks girl. I haven't seen Hacks. Heard it's really good. Uh, supporting actor in a drama series, Giancarlo Esposito, The Mandalorian. No. OT... What? Let's go thought it was the boys. <laughs> OT uh, Fabengli, who we just talked about earlier, um, who's playing Obama. He, he's nominated for um, Handmaid's Tale. John Lithgow, Perry Mason, Tobias nice. Menzies, uh, The Crown, Max Minghella, Handmaid's Tale, Chris Sullivan, This Is Us, Bradley Whitford, The Handmaid's Tale, and Michael K. Williams, Lovecraft. Oh, I want... I like Chris Sullivan in This Is Us. He's great. 
this is Michael K. Williams' award. I'm sorry. Give it to Michael K. Williams. What he did in Lovecraft was exceptionally phenomenal. I have to agree. Um, now let's move on to actress Jillian Anderson, The Crown, Helena Bonham Carter, The Crown, Madeline Brewer, Handmaid's Tale, and Dowd, Handmaid's Tale, and Juwan Ellis, Lovecraft Country, Emerald Fennel, The Crown, Yvonne Stravosky, Handmaid's Tale, and Samir Wiley, Handmaid's Tale. Is Anjuan Ellis, is that um, a girl from the TVA? I don't think so. Who is that? Is that the, is that the mom? That, is that Courtney B. Vance's wife? Uh, let me see how this is spelled again. Which one, which one is this from Lovecraft? Um, Anjuan Ellis. Let's see. Let's see. Because depending on who it is... Let's see. Oh yeah, that is okay. Wait, 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 That that is uh. Gosh, who did she play on? That no, she played the uh the wife. Yeah, that's Hippolyta. She could lose. Like I think this is where the the crown will beat Lovecraft. But if she wins, cool. If she doesn't, it's probably gonna be the crown. It's probably gonna be Jillian Anderson. Moving into competition program, Amazing Race, nailed it. Drew, RuPaul, RuPaul's Drag Race, Top Chef, and The Voice. Let's go, Top Chef. Let's fucking go. Top Chef Portland was great. Um, TV movie, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, Oslo, Robin Roberts presents Ma- Mahalia. It's probably going to be Oslo. Uncle Frank and Sylvie's Love. I Ooh, think Sylvie's Love might get it. Uncle Frank's was good, too. Uncle Frank could get it, too. Uh, variety talk series Conan, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Jimmy Kimmel, John Oliver, and Stephen Colbert. Are they going to give it to Conan because it's his last season? Maybe. Lifetime yeah. Achievement Award? They might. Lead actor in limited series or this movie. That's what I'm ready for. Paul Bettany, WandaVision, Hugh Grant, The Undoing, Ewan McGregor, Halston, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, Leslie Odom Jr., Hamilton. That's a tough one. It's, it's got to be Hugh Grant, The Undoing. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, lead actress in a limited series or movie, Michaela Cole, I May Destroy You, Cynthia Ervo for Aretha, Elizabeth Olsen, WandaVision, Ani Taylor-Joy, Queen's Gambit, Kate Winslet, Mayor of Easttown. Tough. This is the, this is the most cutthroat division of it because Anya Taylor-Joy is the one that people are like, ooh, she's the favorite. But to me, this is an HBO race between the girl from I May Destroy You and Kate Winslet of Mayor of Easttown. I think Kate Winslet should get it, man. I, I do too, but man, that, that I May Destroy You is one of the best shows HBO has ever released. I, if Kate Winslet doesn't win it, I think that who wins it. But I'm going for Kate Winslet of Mayor of Easttown. But I wouldn't be surprised if the lead actress from I May Destroy You wins. All right, I, it just on better to... not be Anya Taylor Joy for the. She fucking... did good for Queen's Gambit. I don't know. Gosh, oh my gosh, that fucking Cheshire. But a uh, lead actor in a comedy series and actress, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Michael Ooh. Douglas, The Kaminsky Method, William H. Macy, Shameless. Let's go, Jason William Z- H. Macy. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, oh, and Keenan Thompson win. for Keenan. That's who's going to win. Shout out to uh, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Lead actress in a comedy series, Aidy Bryant for Shrill, Kaylee Cuoco for The Flight Attendant, Your Allison Jan- Allison Janney, Mom, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish, and Gene Smart Hacks. Shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross. This might be a Kaylee Cuoco award. It might be. I, 
if anyone hasn't seen the flight attendant flight attendant is, is a good show um lead actor in a drama series yeah, Sterling K. Is, brown this is hype. us uh jonathan majors lovecraft country josh o'connor the crown reggae fucking john page bridgerton fucking uh, billy porter po- uh, pose or pos billy pose. porter shouldn't win this shit but shout out to billy uh matthew reese perry mason Ooh, that breaks my heart. Shout out to Matthew Reese. Perry Mason was hard. Though. But I got to give it to my guy, J.M. Jonathan Majors. He better get the dub sack. He got to get the dub sack. For actress, it's Uzo Aduba. For In Treatment, Olivia Coleman, The Crown, Emma Corrin, The Crown, Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale, MJ Rodriguez, Pose, and Journey Smollett for Lovecraft. It's going to be the crown. They only have one person who should get this award. If you watched her walk through fire last year, if you watched everything she did, Journey Smollett-Bell was better than Jonathan Majors. She was as good as Sterling K. Brown, if not, I mean, not Sterling K. Brown, uh, Michael K. Williams, if not better than Michael K. Williams. To me, Journey Smollett-Bell was the best part of that show last year. She deserves the award. I'm with her. All right, limited series. I may destroy you. Mayor of East Town, Queens Gambit, the Underground Railroad, and Wandavision. It's between I may destroy you and Mayor of East Town. Mayor of East Town should win. Did 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 Evan Peters not get nominated? Shot he to my did. guy Zobel. He did. Who, yeah, who he did. is he battling? All right, well, let me go back down there. It was uh for I think it was guest actor in a drama series. He was a guest actor. No, no, no. It was supporting actor. In the limited series, he's going. Yeah. He's going up against Anthony Ramos, Jonathan Groft, and David Diggs of Hamilton. Oh, um, let me look up which guy this was on Queen's Gambit. But, uh, Queen's Peter, Gambit guy. Man, when Zo- when Z- when Z- Zobel gets shot, it's like huge. Yeah. Um, the the one of the main guys on Queen Queen's Gambit, the guy who was in like Maze Runner and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. Thomas Brody Sangster. Um, and uh, Pop, Papa Isidu from oh, I May Destroy You. Shout out to my guy, Papa Isidu from Gangs of London. I hope it's either him or Evan Peters. All right, my bad for cutting you off. All right, let's go back. Mayor of East, I think it's between Mayor of East Town and I May Destroy You. Straight up. Now, see, yeah, I, like- I, would, I would prefer if the girl, if the, if the girl won lead actress for, Mayor, for I May Destroy You, but Mayor of East Town won for best show. I'd be okay with that. That's fair. And vice you know, for, for all the people who were so excited about one division and all their nominees, I just can't see them winning anything. They're not about to win shit. It's like they might win some of the lesser Ma- awards. They're nowhere like, near Mayor of Easttown or I May Destroy You. Like that's no. great television. Y'all are talking about talking about grief. Uh, Wanda Wanda dealing with grief. Go watch I May Destroy You, and you can watch a real person deal with grief. It's not a comic character, and I'm um, and I'm the comic book guy. I got fucking action figures right there. But like, if we want to talk about acting and really messages of grief, it's not Wandavision. I'm sorry. Uh, let's and that's move not into, Let's move into the comedy series. It's going to be up Where's between the boys Black... nom- nomination at oh, it's the boys is not in there. The boys is coming. The the boys is not nominated. Not at all. Oh wait, yeah, it is. Yeah, shut your mouth. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> all right. The uh, comedy series is Blackish, Cobra Kai, Emily Ooh, in Paris. No, yeah, let's Hats. go. Let's go. I told you. I told you. ENP is the shit. Shout out to Emily in Paris. I told this man it was good. She was like, nah, that show sucks. I've never seen it, but uh, you know, 
whatever. <laughs> Hacks, uh, the flight attendant, the Kaminsky method, uh, P- Pen 15, and Ooh. Ted Lasso. I'm pulling for Pen 15. Yeah. It's be Ted Lasso. I love Pen 15. It's great. It's, it's going to be Ted Lasso. Yeah, it will be. Uh, drama series, Bridgerton, The Crown, Handmaid's Ooh. Tale, Ooh. Lovecraft, Let's go. Pose, This Is Us, The Mandalorian, and The Boys. Oh, let's fucking go. I have three dogs in this race because this is us is my shit. I love Lovecraft. Lovecraft. But my God, if the best show on television is not the fucking boys, then I don't know what it is. Fuck the Emmys if they don't give it to the boys. Shout out to well, my I'm just, guys. I'm just surprised if, if the boys is being nominated for drama series and the Emmys, then where is the cast? For Carl Earp, that's because they hate him. It's too it's too graphic for the Emmys. Fuck y'all. That's cold. Yeah. That's but that's cold. the that's the main nominations for the Emmys. Because Tony, Tony, uh, Tony Homelander should have been nominated. That's what I'm saying. And I I cash should have been nominated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, you know, the Mandalorian's not gonna win. The boys is gonna win. I hope that goes to Lovecraft. It better not go to like the crown or this is us again, but they might this, do it for this is us because it's the last season. The Emmys is going to be September 19th. Okay, so we got to tell them. All right, cool, cool, cool. Well, that's the Emmy noms. It's time to get into the segment of the show where we suggest one movie or TV show that's coming out this week or it's been out for a little bit that we think you should check out. This segment's called Movie on the Rise. And uh, I'll start off real quick because mine is simple and easy and Schubert has the big one this week. Nicholas Cage, Alex Wolf, Pig. Nicholas Cage is is basically John Wick, but truffle hunting with his pig, baby. I'm checking that out this weekend. I'm hyped. The Discord Don't steal that hyped man's me up pig. about it. I was hyped. The Discord was like, yeah, we're excited. I was like, fuck yeah. That's why y'all are the Discord. Yeah, dude, I'm excited for pig. I, I definitely want to watch that. Um, you got the for, big dog that we got to review next week. Shit, yeah, I we'll, watch review, it show too. we'll review it. It's going to be on HBO Max, Space Jam 2 on uh, what, Friday. Friday. Um, let's go, LeBron. So we'll Toon Squad versus Goon Squad. Let's see if it lives up to the hype. Interesting. I was watching like a thing where they were talking to actors. Don Cheadle never watched the first Space Jam. He was like, Yeah, I never saw the first Space Jam, but you know, I was excited to be a part of this one. I think Clay Thompson is the coolest one of the Goon Squad. Yeah, they do make some good jokes about Anthony Davis, though. Yeah, I saw a bird ass. Why they make him a bird? I think that's a shot at the Pelicans. I think that's a fucking shot. Why would you make him a giant bird? I don't know. Because he hates them. Fuck you, Anthony. Fuck you. All right, and then the other thing I have on my movie on the rise is on IMDb TV right now, the show Leverage, which I was a big fan of. Well, I don't know if you ever saw Leverage when I was on TNT. It's a, it's, it was a TV show that had Al, uh, Aldous Hodge in it. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, he, they, it was like a crime group that would pull heists off. It was like Robin Hood, but for heists. Oh, okay. So okay. they'd pull off heists for people who needed it or whatever. So it's, and, it's called um, Le- Leverage Redemption? Yeah, Leverage Redemption is the new season of it on uh, IMDb TV. Oh, I remember this, Leverage. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. A little procedural crime show. Nice. Okay, I dig it, I dig it. All right, what are we talking? Are we talking Loki first? 
Cause like Dave, uh, might as, let's roll through Dave real quick. Just because all right. Well, you roll us through because like you know you got to leave you're, this. You're talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that song was pretty funny. Not gonna lie. It was. It was. I'm loving Dave, man. I think Dave is great this season. Very well produ- produced. I'm digging everything about it. Uh, Dave just needs to let go of this whole alley situation and make that fucking album. That's what he needs to do. Tell me just, about and, it. And, and he's talking about, like, I don't know what to write about, bro. Write about how you have a broken fucking heart. <laughs> yeah, bro. Exactly. Exactly. And you're out here breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's legs and shit. <laughs> but yeah, that, that episode was really good because like the, the door ended up paying off at the end. Um, it does. It did have its serious stuff with the Ali stuff. Like Ali was real with him, and he's like, "You're being mm-hmm. selfish." Like that's why. Like I loved you, but I didn't like you, and that's like, that's like. Does that hurt? That's something that you fear in your relationship. Sometimes, sometimes you really care about the person, you don't want to leave them, but at, but you just, just, just don't not, like. It's them. not the same. Yeah, it's not the the sparks not there. You love them. You love you you love them forever, but just can't be with them. I get that feel you alley that's the worst thing to tell someone it hurts but you got to be honest got to be honest anything else from dave you want to mention no because i mean like i'm too i'm more focused on the one that happened after that all right well i'll be caught Uh, up by next week i'll be caught up on everything and we'll just i will say for you when you watch that one it's a it ends up being a really great gata payoff some good gata shit all right i'll fuck with that but let's talk low-key Jonathan fucking majors. I love it. I loved it. I loved it. The mo- Honestly, Schubert, I'm going to be honest. And you said that this was the best Disney plus show. I have to disagree with you. I feel like you could have watched the first episode of Loki, the fourth episode of Loki, the fifth and the sixth and gotten everything you needed. I don't know. I mean, I feel like when you look at the three, Falcon Winter Soldier definitely had the best action. Um, and uh, in a lot of ways shined with its acting. I'm giving uh, it to I'm giving it to Falcon Winter Soldier's number one. I mean, I, I that would it would be two for me if I put Loki at one. So that's what I'm saying. Like Falcon Winter Soldier is definitely real high up for me. I got um, division over Loki, and I'm not a big WandaVision guy. Yeah, WandaVision just spent its entire first half just wasting our time. But that's um, okay. So, do we not feel like Loki was mid? Like that Loki was kind of doing that? Like Owen Wilson served no purpose this season. But and well, I mean, like still at the end, like as much as it did push things along, it didn't really push much along. WandaVision, where Loki pushed a lot of stuff along. See, like, okay, oh, I feel like all right. I, I'll say this: Loki pushed the most along out of the three. But Loki had like the most doesn't matter storyline out of the three for him. Yeah, well, I mean, we just don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's crazy that they're going to do season two because I'm like, well, what left does he have to do? Because, I mean, like, when are you going to film the season two? And we're going to have Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. Is it going to be before Ant-Man? Like, I, It's probably going to be after when Kang's running gonna- loose. And it's gonna yeah. be—it's probably gonna be him having to track down the different variants of himself and other people and whatnot, and trying to save the multi. I could see it being some shit like that. But love seeing Jonathan Majors as Immortus, the good version of Kang. Yeah, they never mentioned his name, so I'm glad you know it. I had no clue. Mm-hmm. And that way, when they kill him, that births the bad version of Kang. Thus- Damn, Sylvie, not paying. A- just not listening to Loki. 
Mm-hmm. So Loki's responsible for Kang the Conqueror coming to Marvel. Crazy. And then the birth of the multiverse, all those different lines. That just means Marvel can do whatever they want now. You want the, you want the uh, X-Men? You want, you want Hugh Jackman, Wolverine? Sure, have it. It's canon. You want, you want uh, Venom in that, old, in that old trash Sony universe? Sure, it's canon. Yeah. You want Deadpool? Canon. Deadpool canon facts. Is there anything like anything else really to talk about besides like Jonathan Majors and Amortis and in that that whole spiel? I know it just it just leads the way for Amortis dies. Jonathan Majors uh, becomes Kang the Conqueror, goes back in time to the Avengers, thus creating um, creating uh, Iron Lad Nathaniel Richards, which means uh, which means Reed Richards has to be black or at least mixed. Yeah, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they're, who's going to play him. I don't know who's going to oh, play him either. Oh, oh, it's the dude from Good Place. That's who's going to play him. Who? Probably. Cheaty from The Good Place. Who? What's that dude's name? They should give it to Sterling K. Brown, man. I mean, Sterling K. Brown could do it, but he's a little old. You want an older Reed Richards? Depends on where they're placing him on the timeline. You talking about the guy from uh, whatchamacallit? The good from, place from Midsommar? Yeah, I think so, right? Was he? In yeah, he's in Midsommar. I don't fuck with that guy. <laughs> Talking about William Jackson Harper? Yeah, yeah, he can't be Reed Richards. Dude's too soft. He can. <laughs> Ster- he's too soft, man. Give it to Sterling, man. Let's go. Let's go. S S K Brown, S K B Sterling K Brown. I'm for it. And you gotta get somebody right. that kind of looks like Jonathan Majors. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, Stern can probably so, look like Jonathan Majors, but neither does William Jackson Harper. But no. it's it's whatever. Gonna be interesting, man. This this is all leading up to what, what's gonna Fantastic be kind of interesting too with Jonathan Majors is gonna be seeing him play Kang and then seeing and then you know looking seeing back the, on the character that he played in, in this because like, everybody was like, Is this gonna be how Kang is? No, this is a this is the good version of what's gonna come. Like he's gonna be insane. Yeah. So I'm excited so, for that. I'm crazy. Jonathan Majors is the next big bad of Marvel. Yeah, I mean, he, I, you know, he, I thought he did a really good job in this uh, in this episode. But I mean, like, I thought the conflict with Sylvie and Loki, Sylvie and Loki, was pretty interesting. I just think what was the most surprising for me with this series is that you took Loki and then gave him gave him some purpose. And like, a lot of people were talking about like he was one of the most underutilized characters in the whole thing because he was in two shitty Thor movies and was in the first five seconds of infinity war. Mm-hmm. So like, we didn't really get to see much of Loki in like a good capacity. So like, this was like the first time, really the first time that I had really ever seen Loki in general. Like I remember him from Avengers Avengers, but I didn't watch those Thor movies. So I didn't really ever seen Loki do anything, but I was impressed by Tom Hiddleston. I thought that oh, Tom know, Hiddleston did, is great. He did a really good job of making this character a little bit more prevalent into the into the mix of the MCU. So I think Look, that they did a good job. The way that. I'm looking at it, there's two sections of Marvel right now. There is the magic multiverse side, which is Doctor Strange, Loki, uh, Wanda, and Spider-Man. And then there's the street-level Thunderbolt team up with, uh, with Elaine, uh, my girl Elaine. What's, uh, uh, yes. I'm talking about uh, Julia yeah, Louis talking, Dreyfus, yeah, and it's and it's that's the Captain America, 
Black US Widow, agent. U.S. agent, Yelena Balarova, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, fucking, and I think Shang Chi's part of that mix too. He's he's probably a little bit of both. See, because I think the Abomination cameo is going to tie into us getting uh either Red Hulk on the Thunderbolts or Abomination. All right, because they're in they're in Madripoor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're either going to see Sharon Carter or. Probably going to see Sharon or, Carter. Or Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. So the I, I think there's her. two sections of Marvel right now. The, the street level guys and then the magic cosmic people. And I think they're going to bridge the gap soon enough with Secret Wars. Yeah. That's what this that's what this is leading to. The King, the Conqueror and Secret Wars. So much, so much coming. It's going to mm-hmm. be wild. We'll see how it all turns out. But shout out to my guy, Jonathan Majors. I hope you get an Emmy, brother. Loving it. Loving it. We should have been in D.C., but it's okay. Guys, right, so John time, David man. Washington. If John David Washington is Reed Richards with Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror, I'm going to have a heart attack. It's not happening because he's going to be Green Lantern. It's, thank you, Schubert. Thank you. I'm going to have a heart attack if he leaves Warner Brothers. God, makes me want to go watch Tenant right now. Such a fucking great movie. But these people have the balls to say black women. <laughs> Did we ever talk about that man's trailer for Beckett? We didn't. I don't know why. I thought Beckett, I thought it looked good. Because like, I thought that was supposed to come out last week. I was hyped for Beckett. Alicia yeah, McCann cool. is in that too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. I might we're definitely going to review. Team. We're definitely reviewing Beckett. Or at least um, I'll watch it. But yeah, man, it's time for your favorite part of the show. Yes. I hope, I, I, I told you this before. I hope whoever stays around for the show really appreciates this. I'm enjoying this week to week. I hope there's some ladies that are enjoying it. Shit, some men that are enjoying it. It's time for the Bachelorette segment. I'm all the way caught up. All the way. New episode Monday. I saw it. I got a new top four. Some of the people I was listening to the podcast for were hating on this episode, but I loved this episode. I thought it was fire. I thought it was half good. The only thing I didn't like was the beginning when they were like, when Katie's like, (laughs) girls, let's make them not jack off. (laughs) I thought that was funny. <laughs> like was funny like, in like the sick way. Like, Haha, you guys can't jack off. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, Not- what the fuck is this, dude? Like, <laughs> and then like I'm so confused because this is the same chick that brought a dildo on her season and talked about how she was gonna like be using it. And I'm like, well, now you're gonna tell these dudes they can't jerk off. But the side note of that is that she had been saying that that had been brought up in conversations. I'm like, and these dudes, like five, four minutes that they get with Katie. Which ones of them are they talking about? Be like, oh, Katie, you know, I just jack off. That's why the they're. The that's gym. why they're fucking getting <laughs> knocked off. Like, get the get them fucking bums out of there. But see, what Andrew S. She used this like, oh, you couldn't. I thought you were gonna break it and masturbate to me, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. He was like, I was trying to stay strong. She was like, that's insulting. I was like. I was like, shut up, girl. But look, I knew <laughs> the moment. I knew the moment she called Andrew S. Andrew, Andrew M. was out of there. <laughs> I knew I knew it was over. She was like, Andrew. I was like, oh, you like him. You like him, like him. And and yeah. she likes she, she like likes him. She like she likes likes Justin. She like likes Greg. And she likes likes Michael A. and Blake. Yeah, so that's the five for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Brandon, see Hunter having a chance. Hunter's gone. Mm. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Tripping. Tripping. Um, they did, she did get rid of his ass. Yeah. For, first date this on um, this episode was Justin. It was really surprising because like at Didn't the beginning of, 
at the promos, they said that five people were going home. So I thought that Justin wasn't going to make it off that date, but it ended up going real well and it seemed to make a connection. But we didn't learn anything about Justin, which is really annoying. Yeah, it was just like they that was the weirdest thing. She was, was like, I want to make deep connections with him. But it was like y'all just told each other fake vows. Like I was like, this is a if I was the, him, I'd have thought that was a weird date because like, don't fake marry me. The issue with casting Katie as the lead is kind of a similar issue that they had with Matt James, but they didn't let us know enough about Matt. But now they're letting they're almost oversharing about Katie. They're like, we're going to tell everything that we're going to put Katie's cards out on the line, but we're yeah, not going to tell you enough. Katie about had a the rough guy. lives. So like, we don't know enough about a lot of the guys, except for really Michael A. And, and Andrew S. That's the only two we know. And that's why that leads me to believe they're the two people in the final finale. No, I think Michael A is going to go home. I think he's going to, I think he's going to pull himself oh, out. Oh, you think he's the one that's leaving because of his son? Yeah. I think he's going to pull out. So mm. that would leave Greg, Justin, Andrew S, and uh, Blake. Blake, which would be your mm. your hometowns. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking Mike. I think Mike's gonna pull out, and then he's so you think all that all that stuff about Blake not being here for the right reasons is just fake editing? Oh, he's 100 there for the right reasons. What are you talking about? Who says that? No, no, I'm talking about like on like the um the commercials how they always like edit stuff together. And it's like Blake's out here looking for Tasha goes talk to him. That was like in the previews. Uh, I guess so. But I mean, like Blake, Blake's going to win. So I don't know. You think Blake's going to win? Yeah. <clears throat> He's getting the good edit. Like he, they anyone could have gone out in there and did the boombox thing for Katie. But the producers were like, hey, hey, Blake, they, they like him for some reason. And so like they, they're pushing him in to do all that. That like. I'm telling you, this Justin guy, he's he, Justin's the dark horse right now. I could see him winning. Maybe. I, I, I was hoping that he was going to go to paradise. There's still a possibility that it might happen. But I'm glad, bro. I felt so bad for Connor B. That man went on a double date. That's <laughs> fucked up, Katie. My one on one is a two, is a two on a, a four on one with fucking Caitlin, Caitlin Bristow. Oh, nasty. And I don't like Caitlin Bristow anymore. I'm Team Tasha. Fuck Caitlin Bristow. Um, the double date date, if it's not with someone that's like a one hundred percent contender, like if if Greg went on that date, then it probably wouldn't have been like this. But Katie actually got out on her season on a double date, mm. or at least when yeah, someone else that. was brought in on the date. So like that's almost like a sign at this point in the Bachelor Nation. It's like if you're if someone's brought in on your date then you're probably going home. Mm. Like, apparently, he's just not a good enough kisser. Um, he, gets, Katie, he gets sent home. Katie did, didn't feel no smart, no sparks with those lips. Yep, so sad for Connor B. He's a good guy. It was but he's one going, of the first he's going times, to paradise. He's going to paradise. It's one of the first times I've seen them let them say goodbyes after being kicked off on a date. It's because, I guess, like, those guys... Well, she even let... Yeah, you're right. On a date, you're right. Connor, yeah. but it's because of that... I'm telling you, it's because of the alcoholic story. She didn't want him going off the deep end. Well, I mean, she didn't even let she didn't even know that he did that. Because like Blake mentioned to it later on. She was like, Oh, he went back. True. She didn't even know. True. So true, true, true. true, true, true. It's whatever. Yeah, they got his yeah, ass so out Connor's of there. gone. And then, you know, with the Trade whole hunter bullshit. Later. She got rid of all of them. She said, fuck what? it. All of y'all that's starting mess out of here. Well, it's the, it's the thing. Andrew it goes S to what tried, you said, Andrew. Andrew S tried to warn him. It was like, spend time when you're having your time with Katie. Talk about your relationship. Don't be talking about this BS. And then, like, 
when uh bro, when the every Bro-Sam guy went in there, James, Trey, Aaron, Hunter, they all went in there talking about that BS. They did. And then like in their uh their interviews, they're like, you know what? Maybe I should have spent more time talking about ourselves in a relationship. I'm like, oh, really, Trey? Really, Aaron? Trey really was like, means? I I need to be honest, so she knows. So she knows. I'm pretty sure they were just like, yeah, we got these guys out of here by snitching. Let's keep it going. Let's keep this party going. And by the time James jumped on, she was like, wait, what the fuck? Because James was like, yeah, I'm with these guys. Fuck yeah. Fuck Hunter. Fuck Thomas. Fuck these guys. And Aaron got Aaron kept doing that. That's why Aaron sticked around for so long. That was the crazy thing when it went to the final rose and then she said, Brandon, I was like, who? Brandon? Yeah, Brennan's out of there. She just kept him because he doesn't make trouble. Which he was about to make trouble if he would if she would have gotten the <laughs> chance to talk to him. He was about to go do the same damn thing. <laughs> he just sent them all home. Brendan looks Brendan looks fugly. <laughs> A lot of people really like the way he looks. People like Brendan. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, so and so Aaron Trey. James and Connor all going to paradise, which is cool. Hunter's not going to paradise. It's not announced. Ooh, Hunter might be the bachelor. Hunter's not going to be the bachelor. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. The bachelor contenders are Michael A and Andrew S. There's no other contenders. That would be the worst show ever if Hunter was the bachelor. You don't think Greg got a shot? Or you don't think he boring. would do it? He's so boring. And yeah, those drag queens were face. like, the drag queens were like, bro, yo shit. I, I hope your sex isn't like this. I was like, oh, oh, oh burn. Yeah, Greg, Gr- only Katie likes Greg which at is, this point. Which is, if, if I'm the other guys, that's concerning to me. Like, I was listening to some of the podcasts where they were like, yeah, like, if my, uh, if my girl, if my friend who's a girl was dating Greg, I would be like, why are you dating that guy? <laughs> He's so lame. <laughs> which is true yeah but Greg yeah is, so Greg is lame. i think michael a might not do the bachelor thing because he has a he's life yeah. and like because of just the exposure of being on the show he's probably gonna have a girlfriend like right now mm-hmm. i mean he can probably get whoever whatever girl he wants at this point it's dming him it's sure all up in his dm so i mean and then andrew s can get past the scandal i think he'd probably be the bachelor but see, i thought justin was part of the scandal too now he is, and his is a little bit worse. Yeah. And, yeah. Andrew S. was just saying bad things about we we don't need to go into it. Yeah, but we don't like, have to go into it. But yeah. Justin was actually like saying like bad, bad. So. <laughs> yeah, Justin was wilding. I, I, I saw the Justin tweets. Andrew S. was bad, but Justin was really bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, so we'll Justin see what... was so bad that people forgot about Andrew S. And the thing that a lot of people are forgetting when it comes to picking the next Bachelor is that we do have Michelle season that's going to happen before mm. the Bachelor. So maybe the Bachelor comes out of Michelle season. Mm. That's true. That's uh, true. But before that, we get Paradise. I'm excited about it. Somebody said that Justin is a baby of uh, Esteban, Julio, Ricardo, De Rosso, Montoya, Ramirez, and um, dude from All American, the co- quarterback. <laughs> just oh kind of gosh. and his eyes are always popping out of his head his expressions he makes insane. the best facial expressions that's why he's been <laughs> that's why he was kept on to this long but the way he nailed his one-on-one so there you go he nailed it. i'm trying to see these tweets to see how bad it is oh tweets described kind of oh he was bad oh he was 
He really went there on the LGBT community. Oh, Jesus. This guy's this guy is wilding, Justin. You, sir, you're you're a wild boy. I see what yeah. you mean. He was he was going crazy. Yeah, he was saying spat stuff. Yeah. How how young was how young was he? Uh, I want to say he was 16. Okay. All right. Doesn't excuse it, but oh, he was 14. Mm. Oh, yeah, Andrew right. was 16 when he said his that's stuff. a little better. That, it's bad, but it's a little better. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's just difficult because a lot of people just don't understand like what 2012 and 2011 were like. I mean, they were different eras. Anytime something pops up on my Facebook memories, I delete it. <laughs> like, I get that shit out of here. <laughs> Got to. But that's pretty much it, Chuby. Yep, that's about it for this week on the Bros Who Binge podcast. Check us out. Next week, we'll talk about Space Jam 2. Talk about Dave. We'll talk about more Bachelor. Um, but other than that, might bring in a topic know. next week. Who knows? Might bring in a topic, but let, let us know what's going on with the network. Like Schubert said at the beginning, new run it back. Check that out. Usual suspects review. Check out the latest episode of the Bros Who Think podcast. Uh, new anime talk should be out soon. Be sure to check that out. Other than that, that's pretty much all we got. All right. Um, tell them where. You can find me on social media. Oh, yeah. You can find the Bros You Think at Bros You Think on Twitter. You can find me at LimbyWT on Twitter and, and on Letterboxd because I've been reviewing some stuff. Last thing I reviewed was Grand Budapest Hotel, Black Widow, and uh, Ocean's Eleven. So check that out. All right. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at super14, Letterboxd at AdamBWT. Talked about uh, Fear Street Part 1. I'm probably going to do Part 2 pretty soon. Loving Monsters. Um, so check all that out. And uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Tune in again next week, and everyone have a great week. As always, keep binging.